What the fuck? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> oh my god! What up, bitches? Holy shit, y'all! <laughs> Welcome to episode two of Beyond Nick. I'm literally shaking my motherfucking boots right now because I'm just so happy and so ecstatic that I'm just being able to do this. And it, I'm just like watching my dreams unfold right in front of my eyes. And it's just, it gives me chills. I've just got the chills right now. So anyways, I first, before we get into this, I just want to thank you guys so, so much for making episode one what it was because the hype that I received afterwards, the feedback, the love, the support. And even before the episode even came out, there was so many of you guys that were supporting me and saying like, oh, I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Like that just is it. I want to, I'm probably going to start crying. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that for whenever we need it the most. But um, I just, I want to say thank you because this is literally, I'm obsessed with you guys. The fact that you guys have taken the time out of your day to even either send me a message on Instagram or on Facebook or email me or whatever it is. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because it seriously and truly means so much to me. So if you guys feel the call to leave a review, please do so. And please follow, like, turn those notifications on because bitch, we ain't going fucking nowhere. And I hope you're excited because we're about to take the fuck off. Like, can you believe it? Like it hasn't even been a week yet and I'm already up to over a thousand um, streams. I'm like, what? What? Like, I did not know that there was that many people that love to hear about this bullshit. <laughs> so I fucking love you guys so much. And yeah. So let's get into episode two. Are you guys so excited for this? Because I am. And I'm sorry I left you guys on such a kind of a cliffhanger. But like I said, a bitch got to do what a bitch got to do. And I know I got to keep y'all coming. So I don't think there's going to be any cliffhangers this week. But I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how, how the episode goes. And in case you forgot, let me jog your memory real quick. I'm lost and I'm confused. I go fucking see a psychic. Pretty much she starts telling me like, yeah, you're a psychic. You can do what I can do. Someone's told you this before. Someone in church. And that day they actually had a prophet come in. Lo and behold, he prophesies over my ass. And then all of a sudden I start just hearing a man's voice. And I'm like, like in my mind. And I'm like, wait, someone has told me this before. I'm feeling this sensation, the quickening, calm and safe, all at the same scavenging through all of my stuff. Because I remembered I had the CD with this recording on it. Finally, I fucking found it. Nikki, we bless, we bless you. Thank you, Father God. For the Lord said, I made you an arrow to be shot from my bow, sure and true. I've created you to be one who hits the mark. I've created you to be one who hears my voice and, and yields themselves unto the power of the, my spirit. Lord says that there has been a, a, an adjusting and a, and a honing and a straightening that's been taking place. For the Lord said, I desire to be one who flies true and hits the mark. And so the Lord says, even as a, a good arrow is balanced and made 
right and that it would fly in the right way. I've been balancing you. For the Lord says, these have been difficult days, days of dealing and days of correction and days of, of pruning and days of, of, of sort of sanding and, and rubbing off some rough edges and some balance is coming. But the Lord says, it is not for uh, it is for it is not for no purpose that I've done this. For the Lord said, I am preparing you for that which I've called you to and that which I've created you for. The Lord said, I've called you to be a prophetic one. I've called you to be one who hears the voice of the Lord and speaks with boldness, who speaks with compassion, who speaks with, a, with an intimate understanding of who it is that has spoken to you and then communicates that message in a way that's close to the heart of the Lord. For this is the season, says the Lord, where you're beginning to know the heart of the Lord. You're beginning to know the mind of the Lord and you're beginning to understand the intimacy of the Lord. But you found that secret place in the heart of the Lord. You found that place of love and that place of refuge where you, you've gone even as a little one would go and find that little fort or that little place in the back closet to hide and just to be alone. The Lord said, you found that place in me. You found that place in worship and you found that place in my word and you found that place that you can just cuddle up in the arms of God and find that place of refuge. And that is the place of intimacy and that is the place of birthing, says the Lord, for I'm birthing something in you, for I'm birthing not just your ability to hear my voice, but I'm birthing a ministry, says the Lord. I'm birthing ability to speak and to be used by me to, to bring a message and to speak correction with love and to speak correction with wisdom and to minister by the spirit by the intimate knowledge of the one who has loved you for you're not just going to speak about the bible of a book i mean the god of a book but you're going to be speaking of the god that you know the father the intimate one the one that you you you've been with the lord says literally you're going to go with my smell on you. You're going to go with my fragrance around you. You're going to go and you're going to communicate not only with words, but with your hugs and, and just, just the very presence of the God of God that's around you, says the Lord. So the Lord says, don't despise small beginnings and don't despise the correction of the Lord. For this is a season of preparation for that which is yet to come. So Lord, we bless her tonight. So yeah, how you like them apples? <laughs> That's that. Um, if you listen close enough, you can hear people speaking in tongues in the background. And it was just, it was quite the experience at 18. And I literally was just so confused in that moment, I remember. And even before, like, walking in to church that day, like, oh, it's just a normal evening Wednesday night church. And I'm going with my friends now. And we're going to the adult church. And then no one even like said like, oh, hey, there's this going on. And we just get there and we're sitting together. And then all of a sudden, um, he, this this random guy starts talking about like how tonight's going to go, explaining how things work and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like thinking, what did, what is happening? And then I started realizing, wait, this guy is coming and delivering messages from God. I'm I'm so confused. And so in that moment, I was honestly consciously skeptical of what was happening and so I didn't think that I was going to get picked, but <laughs> was I wrong, motherfucker? Was I wrong? I was actually one of the last people to ever to get picked that night. And um, I just remember 
So remember when I was talking about the quickening in last episode, like whenever everything first started coming to me and I felt that um, hotness, I felt clammy and I felt nervous and calm and safe and cold all at the same time. And I said, like, that was the first time that I ever really experienced it. Well, that was the first time that I ever acknowledged it. And in that moment, it felt familiar and it brought me right back to that moment of when the guy at the, at the church, the prophet, looks right at me and I immediately knew what was happening. I was instantly hit with that, that quickening. And as he pointed to me to come up to the front of the church, I kind of blacked out. I mean, obviously I went up there, but the moment I just... It was, I was shifted back into reality. My first thought was that my back was hurting and from hunching over for five minutes straight. And also I was just pissed off at myself for not paying attention in the moment and understanding what he was saying and forgot it all. So then even whenever the CD came out and I was re-listening to it and re-listening to it, I was like, this makes no sense. And then I didn't know at that time that it's, it, those messages weren't meant for that version of Nikki to understand. Those messages were for this moment of coming back to it and listening to it after I've gone through these trials and tribulations of life and going through this crazy spiritual awakening, hitting actual rock bottom, what felt like to me. A psychic tells me like, you got the savvy girl, you can do what I can do. And a a prophet from the voice of God tells me like, hey, you have this gift. And I'm like, I'm still in denial. I'm like, nope, not me. And and like, I remember thinking like, little old me is not no motherfucking psychic bitch. What the hell are these people talking about? You know what I mean? So I kind of just left it alone. And I, I mean, it was always in the conscious, like in the back of my mind subconsciously. And it was just always something I would randomly think about. And then the thing that freaking, it just hit me. So Fergalicious by Fergie, I had that song stuck in my head for the longest time. Okay. And I go into work and I think I'm like even either listening to the song. I don't know, but like at work, I'm just singing it. And then I go into the back and my manager's like, oh my gosh, you know, that Fergie song that goes like, Fergalicious. I'm like, uh, yeah. (laughs) I, I was like, I shit my pants, man. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then that, and then after that, it was like, I would start thinking of like my um, grandma and then someone would come up to me and start talking about like how their grandma just passed and just little things that would kick, that would just keep happening and keep happening. And then around that time, there was a new show on ABC family called Monica, the medium. And, and I remember first seeing the trailer for it and thinking like, Oh my gosh, I got to watch that. And boy, did I, I watched that every episode and I, was so not necessarily obsessed with Monica, the medium, but I was just like, I felt so relatable because she's like so young and going through these life, different things and, and understanding her abilities, but she's, you know, obviously tapped in and I'm still in denial about it. And then again, little things keep happening. And I start just kind of telling people here and there, like, girl, I think I'm fucking psychic. Or I tell my mom, like, dude, I really do think like I hear, dead people and it's it's just so random so one time at work um I am talking to my friend Emily and Emily if you're listening to this what up bitch I love you um so we're outside in my car like on a break or I think maybe we were just done with work and we were already closed or something because we were just sitting in the car I don't remember but um we're sitting in my car and I'm like telling her Emily 
do you believe in ghosts or do you believe in psychics? Things like this. And like, I don't remember her reaction, but I was like, I think I can talk to the dead. And she was like, really? And I honestly cannot remember anything else that I talked to her about. But I pretty much kind of said like, because every time you're around me, I'm picking up this information or I'm picking up that or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, um, I don't even remember if it resonated with what, what, was going on in her life but I just remember like that was my first time of kind of like first opening up to a friend of I think I'm able to talk to the dead (laughs) and so um after that even I kind of just like had it in the back of my mind like I've never really tried or ever sat down to even dive deeper within it to um go further with it so again I'm still kind of just like hating my life and it was just like oh I hate it here I don't want to be here anymore so I was like you know what I'm fucking moving and I moved to St. Louis with my sister for the first time and when I say first time it's because I moved there like twice (laughs) and um it was I started working at Buffalo Wild Wings it was a brand new experience brand new place brand new people and I literally feel so um unguarded if that makes sense I felt so unfamiliar with a lot of things and a lot of the people and so that was another thing that kind of just forced me to listen to my thoughts and listen to those to the departed people that are wanting to speak to me so I start listening to meditations on YouTube and that was one of the main things that every time I would search up like how do I strengthen these gifts how do I do this how do I do that everything brought me back to meditate, meditate, meditate. And I was like, oh my gosh. And even now I feel like that that is such a bullshit answer. Like there's other ways that you can connect and dive deeper in within your own spirituality, in your own gifts. And yeah, meditating does help a lot. But as someone new to this and especially meditating, that's like, I don't want to meditate, you know, especially with someone with ADHD, like bitch, this brain don't ever fucking shut off. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So I'm just listening to all these other YouTube videos and things like that. And then one time specifically, I was listening to a James Van Prague video where he's talking about like developing your mediumship abilities and things like that. And so I just like, okay, let's try it. So I did it, but I didn't really feel anything like explainable, if that makes sense. Like, I was just like, I just feel normal, like nothing's happening. Um, so then one day, actually, I think it was that same exact day. I'm just like not in the mood and I'm just don't want to go to work. So I posted my shift on, um, the Facebook group or something. And my friend, Sam, she's like, Hey, if I can find a babysitter, um, I'll take your shift. And I was like, bitch, I'll babysit your kid if you are okay with that. And you can have my shift. And she was like, okay, bet. So, um, I met her and I go and pick up her son and then I bring him back to um, mine and my sister's house and everything's going great. And then it was obviously it's late because it's Buffalo Wild Wings. So it's late by the time she gets off work and he's already asleep on the couch. But like whenever she pulls up, we're sitting outside me, Sam and my sister, Tiffany, and we're just like out there talking and just like she's venting. She's telling us about like how work. My sister also worked at the time. So we just all were, we knew what the fuck was happening. We knew all the drama. We just were like, spill the tea, bitch. What the fuck happened? <laughs> so, um, all of a sudden I'm just sitting there just like absorbing her, this conversation. And then I'm like, I start feeling not necessarily weird, but I, I got this anxiety feeling. And I, I, I was like, is spirit trying to come through? And as soon as I said that to myself, it was like this immediate yes. So I ran inside quickly and I'm like 
in the bathroom and I'm like looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? You like, this is, you can't do this. What do you do? like, you know, what is happening to me? And I'm like smacking myself in the mirror, throwing water in my face. Like, bitch, you better wake the fuck up because you are, you cannot do this right now. And so, um, I end up texting my sister and I'm like, dude, come in here now. And so she's like runs in there and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I think, and my sister knows too, like I'm what about me being a medium and stuff like that. And so I'm like, I think someone dead is trying to connect with Sam. She was like, really? And I was like, yeah. She was like, well, say something. I'm like, no, I'm too scared. What if she hates me or what if she doesn't believe? And she was like, just fucking do it. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, fine. So me and her go back outside and Sam's probably like, Hey, everything. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, everything's good. And so I'm just like allowing the conversation to continue back to normal. And then I ended up just having to interrupt her because spirit was so strong. And I said, so, um, do you believe in mediums? And she was like, yeah, I think so. Or, and I was like, well, I think I'm able to connect with the departed. And I think that you have someone who's trying to connect with you. And, um, I've never have done this before ever really. So if you would be open to like letting me practice on you, I would be, or just like even just try to see if this is a real thing. Well, I don't honestly, again, remember, cause again, y'all, you have to remember these aren't my thoughts that I have. So I lose them instantly. And I do remember, I think I connected her to a good friend of hers or I don't remember, but he, he, yeah, I, I connected her to him and it was just like, um, some of the things I was resonating or she was resonating with some of the things she wasn't, but, um, I, I, she pretty much said like, yeah, like, like that's him. And I was like, okay, I guess I can talk to the dead. What the fuck? (laughs) So I'm just like trying to navigate through this reading and just like, I don't even know. And so I was just like, okay, I guess that's all I have because I'm not getting anything else. And so we were probably there for like probably two hours sitting on this fucking front porch, just talking to her about just her friend and things like that. And so, um, she goes to work and I go to work the next day and it's like not necessarily saying that she went and told everyone, but it spread like wildfire and people started coming up to me like, oh my God, I heard from Sam that you gave her a reading. Did, um, can you give me a reading? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I'm still new. Like it was just like here, 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 here. And then I'm just like, oh Lord, what am I doing? And it was just like so crazy and so fast. And finally I kind of was like, okay, yeah. So I would go do readings here or I would go do readings there and just back and forth. And I was never really doing them for money or anything like that. It was just more of getting the experience under my belt. So then during this time, I'm still in this like party girl era and I'm just like fucking vibing. I'm going out every weekend, going to the bars, having a good ass time. And the thing is, is I don't know how the fuck I got so broke, but I was making bank at Buffalo Wild Wings. Like if you guys are ever looking for a server job, Buffalo Wild Wings is a place to fucking go. Well, honestly, I'm lying because sometimes I worked at the one in Bentonville, Arkansas, and that one was just a bunch of fucking stupid kids and people who just don't know how to fucking tip. Excuse my language. Actually, I don't give a fuck, (laughs) but learn how to tip people. But Buffalo Wild Wings, especially on like fight nights, y'all, I would make like almost a grand freaking in one night. And anyways, so I was blowing this shit. I was out there fucking living my life. I'm like living in this new city girl. And I'm like, hey, y'all, what's happening? I'm going on dates. I'm hanging out with people. I'm having fun. 
And then all of a sudden, my car gets repossessed because I'm stupid and stopped paying payments. And I was like, oh, they're not going to find me. Oh, well, they fucking found me. (laughs) And I was like, just give me a minute. I'm trying to catch up. Well, bitch, instead of partying, maybe you should be using your money to fucking pay your car payment or things like that. And so that caused me to get depressed. I spiraled and I told my sister, look, girl, I'm sorry, but I got to move back home. This is not good. So I moved back home with my mom, who's living in Arkansas at the time, and I am broke. I have no money, no car, no job, no jobs lined up, no no car to even get me to interviews. And one day I just applied to work at the police department in Springdale, and I was like, Lord be with me. Come on now, I need this job. And sure enough, I got it. So... Then comes the training part and the training itself was just very intensive and it was honestly a real struggle for me. But at that same time, I pushed through it and I fucking did it. I was like, I cannot believe that I'm still here like a year later and actually enjoying it. And it probably honestly took me about six months to a year to fully actually enjoy it and find my footing because I just... I don't do good in new situations. I don't. And that's besides the point. But... Um, I ended up meeting my best friend there, Laura. You guys are probably like, damn, how's fucking friends does this bitch have? I have a lot, okay? And we all fucking still stay in contact, so shut the fuck up. Where's your fucking friends? And yeah, I saw friends from the third grade, bitch. You know how I mean many people say, like, oh, your friends aren't going to um stay with you in life anymore. Well, fuck here I am, third grade, me and Sammy, we're fucking ganging it up. What's up, girl? <laughs> but anyways, okay, so long story short. I am meeting my best friend, Laura. She ends up actually even training me and she's showing me around Springdale, just showing me like driving around um, after work one night. And she's just like showing me like the best way to help you out is to visualize it, to see it and to just get to know the city. And I was like, okay. So even like we rode around for like, I'm telling her like my whole life story. She's telling me her whole life story and They are just so fucking similar to the fact of like, we'll get to that in another future episode probably, but it's just so crazy. So anyways, now, um, I'm just like kind of opening up to Laura and we go eat at fucking Whataburger. Okay. And I tell this bitch, I'm like, look, girl, I got to tell you something. I'm actually a psychic comedian and I talk to the dead and I think your grandpa's here with you. And I connect to this girl, to her grandpa and she's bawling at like three o'clock in the morning at Whataburger and there's literally no one in there. And she's like, what the fuck? That's crazy. You do that? And I'm like, yeah. And so giving her that session right there was like that first initial thought of like, bitch, this is what you're meant to be doing. You have to do more of these. You have to um, dive deeper within your spirituality and your gifts. So I was like, okay, here we go. That's it. So I was like just telling people here and there and then finally it came out of the medium closet you could say on Facebook and um people were like so intrigued and then I finally I was like okay I'm setting up an Instagram account set up like a TikTok page and then um I only had like a few hundred followers at first whenever I first started my TikTok but even then at that time like I don't there wasn't it being spiritual or being intuitive being a psychic medium, especially, wasn't as known as it is now. And that was just in like 2018, 2019. And 
the way that I just always was so scared to even tell anybody or to ever say, yeah, I connect with the departed or anything like that, just because I'm so scared of the backlash. I'm so scared of what people are going to think of me. I'm, I was so scared of what people are going to say. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a medium. I made a TikTok and I'm like, hey guys, I'm a psychic medium and blah, 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 blah. This is this. And then I started going live on Instagram. I started doing this on, on, um, like Facebook and things like that. And then, um, I opened up my bookings and it was the first time I was only accepting tips at the time. And I was fucking booked and busy y'all. Like I was struggling sometimes with my time because I was working full time, obviously. And I was working overnight from 6 PM to 6 AM Monday. No, I don't even remember the schedule, but anyways, I was off, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So on those Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, I was booking people literally all day and I was doing like parties and I was doing um, virtual sessions from people who found me on TikTok and I would just be, I was fucking thriving. So then I applied for this job um, dispatching for a suburb city in St. Louis called Maryland Heights. And that was an experience itself. I walked into a deserted island Everyone of their, not every one of their, but a lot of their dispatchers had just like up and left and quit because of what they said was a COVID mandate, like the vaccine mandate. Like if you have to work here, you have to have the fucking COVID shot, like blah, 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 which I already had it. But, um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. But at that same time, I'm like, no one ever told me like, yeah, we actually just lost our, all our people. So I'm now having to be fooled, um, as like used as manpower for this new department that I'm just like working in. And like, they're trying to hurry up and push me through this training. Let me rewind a little bit. My very first day of going there, I'm sent home because of the, I'm wearing too much perfume. Mm -hmm. That's it. And they tell me that it's because my trainer that I'm training with is allergic. But at that same time, I'm like, or has like really bad allergies to strong smells, which I understand. I get it. Okay. But isn't that something you should tell me beforehand? Like, Hey, um, I don't know. I just felt so in the dark with this apartment and it was like literally insane. So I was like, this isn't for me and it's very fucking obvious. So I quit. I left. Not to mention I was also sick as fuck a couple days before. And then I called in and then I like am sick in bed and like thinking I don't need to be here. This is crazy. The reason I'm sick is because spirits forcing me out and I quit. So then my sister's like, well, I can get you a job as a lunch lady with me. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I become a fucking lunch lady, y'all. That's right. I'm fucking slinging the mashed potatoes on that tray. And I'm like, next, next, next. Not really. I was not that person. I'm that fucking lunch lady. That's like, oh my God. Hey girl, cute shoes. Love it. What are you doing? How's your day? And my niece and nephew, every time they'd come in, I always embarrass them. And my nephew, he, I like, especially my nephew. What up, Daxton? If you're listening to this, Rick and Morty, Rick, Rick, Rick and Morty. <laughs> so, you know, that TikTok dance, that Rick and Morty dance. I used to fucking do that shit. Well, I would try to, I do it in a stupid way, but, um, I do that dance for him as he walks into the lunch line room <laughs> and he fucking turns so beat red and just run out. Anyways, I love you, baby boy. Um, so then, um, I'm working as a lunch lady and then I have acrylic nails on. Okay. And, or no, not even acrylic, they're dip. And they tell me, Hey, um, you can't actually have those. And I'm like double gloving them up because I'm like, first I already have OCD with touching shit, especially wet things and food. And 
I just don't like to. So I'm doing this in my precaution, not because I'm scared that my nails are about to fucking fall off, but I'm like, I have three gloves on. Okay. And during my breaks, I take my gloves off and they see my nails and no one said anything to like the last couple of weeks. And then finally someone's like, Hey, you're not really supposed to have nails there. You need to make sure you take them off. And I'm like, okay, I'll get them taken off during Thanksgiving break. And they're like, okay, well, Thanksgiving break, I actually was broke as fuck and couldn't afford because I'm not about to just fucking rip my nails off. And I also didn't have the money to afford to be able to go get acetone. I just didn't have the time and the money to do it. And that's plain and simple. So the next day I actually go in knowing like, hey, I'm getting paid today. So I'm going to go to the nail salon and get them taken off and whatever. Then this girl says, well, you were, we actually were told that if you come in today with your nails on that we had to send you home. And I was like, oh, OK, well, then I'm just going to go home. See y'all later. And she's like, well, you should probably call blah, 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 our boss. And I was like, OK, so I call blah, 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 our boss. And I'm like, hey, girl, just let you know, I'm leaving because I saw my nails on. And she says, why do you have your nails on? Like she's my mom or something. And I said, um, I explained to her what I just said. And she says, well, what's the problem? And I said, bitch, there is no problem. I really didn't say it like that, but I was just like, there is no problem. I get paid. I got paid today and I haven't had the time to go to, um, get my nails taken off. And then she's like, well, are you getting paid from a different job? Because we don't get paid today. And I was, that was like, you know what? How dare you disrespect me? And I said, look, girl, just put me down is not coming back at all because I'm done. And what did I do? I fucking walk out. I took my shirt off and I'm in like, um, for some reason, I want to say I'm in my bra. Did I leave there my bra? No, 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 no. So my sister, she was working also. And so she had like a sweater that she gave me and I was like, fuck this place. Obviously, you know what I mean? But. So in that moment, it was just my realization of, bitch, quit taking these fucking jobs that you know aren't meant for you. Stop putting yourself out there in ways. Stop applying for the fucking jobs. Well, I didn't. I still applied. I still took jobs. And every single one of them ends up not working out for me because it's not meant for me because it's not what I'm meant to be doing. So even now, I can tell you right now, I can go and apply for a job and I promise you I probably will get the job, but I just, I it's not going to work out. So here we are. I am now a full-time psychic fucking medium and I am, I'm living out my purpose by one, um, doing my sessions, doing my events, doing this podcast, being here with you and expressing myself in ways that I feel like I have never been able to before. And that is being my true, authentic, unapologetic fucking self, because I know for a fact that I am living out my purpose and I am on this path of healing for not even just myself, but for everyone who is, who comes into my horizon. And I don't mean that in a cocky way, but I know for a fact on how I am so fucking special. And I know for a fact that you are also, okay, because your soul signed up to come into this life. They chose, they chose these people, these connections, these friends, these family members to come into this life also. Okay. And, and I'm not saying like, oh yeah, you signed up to have a shitty life, but it's more than that. It is, it is. Why did you do that? It's maybe because you chose to come into this life and have cancer because you're having and saving someone else from having to live into this life and have cancer. 
or maybe it's someone that you think is deserving of, of something else, but you sign this contract and you're here for a reason. And same thing for me. And it took me a long time to understand that and to understand myself fully. But I know also that my purpose here goes back way before I was even born. My purpose was existing on this planet earth before I was even born. My purpose was coming here and just being me. That is it. And with that, I have grown so much stronger within my own power, within my own self-love, within my confidence. And I've always been so fucking confident. And that was, that is a thing too, is bitch, if you don't think that you're confident, just fucking act like it. Nobody fucking knows that you're acting. Nobody is going to know. Nobody's going to know. So just step into that power and just take a hold of it. I have struggled, honestly, probably my whole life with insecurities and people have always came and told me, you're so confident. How are you so confident? And every time I used to hear that word confident, I used to get like pissed off and I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? Or people like literally they'll, they'll, they would be like, how are you so confident? And to me, that's like, how are you so confident? Like, look at you. How are you confident that way? Like just as many times as people said that, like now I do take it as a compliment and it took me a while to understand it as a comp- as a as a compliment but before I if you truly know me I'm probably the most insecure person I mean yeah now I do have my insecurities we all do but even before and younger and growing up and I just felt so misplaced and so out of touch and especially the way that I was born and the way that I was brought into this world and that was a big insecurity right there for me and that is still So for those of you who don't know, I was born with the rare anomaly condition that for the longest time I've kept to myself because I'm just so scared of what people are going to think of me or what people are going to say or, or what they might do or what, who they might tell. But doing this show is, and I'm going to start crying, but doing this show is my purpose. Me using my fucking voice to help you get the confidence that you need to understand who gives a fuck about what so-and-so, Joe Schmo, whoever the hell, thinks. Because it does not define you and it never, ever, ever will. You know who you are. Do not allow anyone else to dim that light. Do not allow anyone else to take your power because it does not belong to them. Do not let anyone else tell your story because it does not belong to them. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know what you've gone through mentally, physically, spiritually. They don't know and they won't know until you share. And again, this is sharing at your own pace. This is you coming to terms with who you are and understanding who you are for your biggest purpose. And so with that, I hope today that you find something that you love. You do something that you love. Do something for yourself today. Speak highly to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror today and say, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. I love you. You're a fucking badass. 
You are powerful, bitch. What? Yes, you are fucking powerful. Get up and dance. Have fun and love yourself today. There is not anyone in this lifetime who can love you any less or any more than you can ever yourself. So why go with the less? Go with the more. Give yourself that love that you know you fucking deserve. Give yourself that confidence that you've been struggling with to find your voice, to find your footing, to find your placement. Nobody knows you don't know where your voice is. Nobody knows that you don't have your placement. Just go for it. Grab life by the motherfucking balls and say, this is mine. This is my life. And I'm going to live it in the most peaceful and happiest and beautiful way that I know that I can today. So even if you are going through some dark times right now, please do me a huge favor and do something for yourself. And we will talk more about this and confidence next episode. So I appreciate you for being here today and listening to this. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. And I love you so, so much.